this is Michael Hubbard with uh, Permission Ministries, our next in a series of interviews with people who um, are associated with the ministry and who are doing kingdom stuff. And I'm pleased to introduce to you Kevin and Joy Egan. And uh, they are currently in Kansas City, right guys? You're, that's where you're based, in, right there by the IHOP and uh, spending time in prayer. And I know you've done some, even some work with uh, Mike Bickle and talking to him. And, but you do stuff in Zambia. But before we get any farther, I'd just like to, you know, maybe hear a little bit of your story. Each of you just tell maybe how you came to the Lord and, um, you know, just a brief little intro and then uh, maybe how you guys two met. That'd be great. Amen. I came to the Lord in 2011, 2001, excuse me. It was a divine appointment. The Holy Spirit descended on me and changed my life in the twinkling of an eye. Yeah. He, he sent, I believe he sent an angel because <laughs> I, I, I searched this person out and could never find him, <laughs> but had a divine appointment. The Lord shook all he could shake. Well, all that was left was a vessel for fit for the King to use. Yeah. Where were you living, Kevin? In San Diego. Okay. Yes. And where did you start attending church? How did how that transition happen? So I was I got born again and saved on December 3rd at 11 o'clock in the morning, a Monday morning. And the Holy Spirit brought me to a spirit-filled church on Wednesday night. It was a, a small Bible study. But when I walked in, there was four guitar players there. I've been playing guitar since I was six years old. The day I got born again, I wrote a song called Thank You, Jesus. <laughs> and so I walked in and I saw all these guitar players and they were like, why do you, do you play? And I was like, absolutely. Do you want to hear my new song? <laughs> and they said, they said, is it a Christian song? I said, absolutely. <laughs> and I played the song, Thank You, Jesus. And the pastor turned to me and said, we need you on the on the worship team. Wow. I was born again on a Monday, went to a spirit-filled Bible study on a Wednesday, and the following Sunday I was on the worship team. So you don't waste any time. God <laughs> took me on a fast track. That's great, man. And how did, how did you kind of, uh, you, for the next 20 years, you just stayed in church? And when did how did you get involved in missions? How did that start? You know, I think it'd be prudent to just share a little, little, little bit more on this fast track that the Lord took me on. Uh, so that very first Sunday I was at church, there was a guest speaker. We all know him. His name was George Runyon. And George shared about how he was doing college classes out at Foothills Church in, in uh, El Cajon. And if you wanted to uh, audit the class, you can come. So it was two weeks later, I was in my first, so, so what you would call a college class on the book of Ephesians. And that very day, he shared about the healing rooms, which was run by another good friend of ours, Dan and Sarah Shepler. Got it. So, so it was probably a month later that I, ha I walked up to my pastor in the morning and I heard him talking to one of the elders and he said, uh, we're having 
Dan and Sarah Shepler, the leaders of the healing rooms here today, they're recruiting people to work in the healing rooms. I want all the elders to be at that meeting. And I looked, I looked at him and said, hey, Mark, can I be at that meeting? And he said, uh, no, no, no. And the elder began to laugh. And he said, don't worry, you'll get your chance one day. <laughs> this, is, this is just for the seasoned veterans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I looked, the pastor said no, so I walked away. But I had this deep sense in my heart that I was supposed to be at that meeting. Yeah. The Lord had already taken me on a fast track. And so got up that morning, did worship. We had a guest speaker that weekend as well. It was a prophet from New Zealand. His name was Don Harris. Mm -hmm. And he got up and he said, hey, I want to anoint everybody with oil. And there was probably 150 people at our church at the time. And I was probably three quarters of the way back. But he put a little bit of oil in his hand. And each person would walk up and he'd put the little cross on their forehead. Next, next, next. And when I came walking up to him, he just stopped. And he looked at me and he says, you really love the Lord, don't you? I said, yes, I do. He goes, well, I'm here today to tell you that the Lord really loves you. <laughs> well, what the Lord had delivered me out of in a twinkling of an eye, he changed my life all at once. I know how much the Lord loves me. And he, I said, I know. He goes, can I anoint you? I said, oh, sure. I'm waiting for him to put the little cross on the top of my head. He reaches back and takes the bottle of oil and pours it over my head. <laughs> and I think you might remember me back in the day. I had long hair with the full beard. Okay. Anyway, he, he prayed what he prayed. You know, the apostolic prayers, you're going to heal the sick, raise the dead. You know, bring recovery of sight to the blind, the deaf will hear. And I was all done. Mind you, I've only been with the Lord three months. And I walked past my, my pastor and he leaned in and he goes, hey, Kevin, I think you're supposed to be at that meeting today. Wow. And so the Lord opened the door for you. Opened the door up to where I started working in the healing rooms. I've worked in the healing rooms for almost almost 10 years. That's great training. Uh, with the healing rooms, I also was part of the Justice House of Prayer with Eddie Brown. Right, right. I was also part of uh, the Set Free Ministry in El Cajon at the time. And through a divine appointment, I was led to a ministry called Love Em Ups. It's a pastor, Bobby Yates, uh -huh. who's out of Lakeside. Yeah. Well, Bobby came up to me one day. He says, hey, I'm, I've been invited to go to Africa. Would you like to come with me? And I was like, absolutely. So that was my first trip to, to Zambia. Wow. What year would that be? That would have been 2008. And so in 2008, I mean, we saw the signs, wonders, healing, miracles, we did, uh, you know, a half a dozen crusades where we went out and led a whole bunch of people to the Lord. Right. But there was some some real divine appointments that happened there as well. Uh, 
we watched a little boy get completely healed and this little four-year-old orphan and it gave me a heart for the people of Zambia. Yeah. Yeah. So three years later, I went back and got to spend two weeks in Zambia. And then we went to, we did two weeks in Swaziland, which is uh, South Africa. Yeah. With Love em Ups, we actually brought 550 wheelchairs to Zambia. That's amazing. And planted this Love em Ups special needs ministry in Zambia. Right, right. Uh, and then went to Swaziland. I was there for two weeks and I actually met my wife on the very last night I was there. So this was uh, 2011. That's, so let's talk to that lovely lady next to you for a second. We'll, I want to talk more about your ministry. But uh, Joy, you got the same name as my wife. As I said, it's a great name. And it looks like you have a lot of joy in your face. <laughs> You're happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> tell us about tell us about your 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 journey to Jesus. Yes, I was uh, saved in 1989. Yes, and uh, immediately I started uh, worshiping the Lord because I love God and I always worship God. So I was already pressed in the place of. Uh, uh -huh. worship in the church and singing glory to the Lord yeah. and I uh, that time I was uh, so married uh, the first husband who was going to be with the Lord mm -hmm. and then I was in the ministry called Alpha and Omega ministry at that time and so I was just uh, leading praise and worship in that church and then um we moved from that place. We went to another town called Lusaka. Every place where I went, I had the opportunity to, uh, to do the work of the Lord. So I was uh, praying for the, you know, for the ladies and mentoring the ladies and just having the group of women. By that time, my husband have gone to he decided to go to the College of Theology in, in Swaziland, College of Theology in Swaziland to start because he was a pastor, but he had to go to school for four years. So he left me with my children in, in Zambia. And so I was left there doing the work of the Lord and also taking care of the, the children. Wow. And one day God opened the doors I prayed to say, Lord, I need to join my husband. And so in 2004, the Lord opened the doors. I joined my husband in Swaziland with the three kids. And in 2005, he graduated, finished the college, and we went straight into full-time ministry. And so we were pastoring there. We lived in the town called Bulembu in Swaziland. And in 2006, he passed away, went to be with the Lord. So he graduated 2005, wow. 2006, went to be with the Lord. And how many children did you have? Three. Yeah. How old were they? Yeah. How old were the children? Oh, the first one was... Um, yeah. Have I remember was uh, eleven, yeah. The first one was eleven, and then the second one was uh, nine. 
Yeah, and the the last one yeah. was um, seven. So that's challenging to lose your husband and find yourself with three child, young children, huh? Yeah, it was, uh, but I saw God stepped in immediately. He He's so kind and faithful to his children. Yeah. He raised the men of God who loved us so dearly. Uh, Pastor Kevin Ward, the founder of the Teen Challenge Ministry, stepped in immediately the first day he died and took us and brought us to the farm called Awane Lighthouse in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And uh, not knowing God, I've spoken to him that he should take care of me, but just, I was so, it was just overwhelmed. He spoke these words when he was releasing me to Mary Kevin, that God spoke to him that time that he should take care of me. But he did took care of me in the way like, like my father, you know, it's just, it's just so touching and so overwhelming. He did everything. He took the children to school, paid for the children. In that country, most of the, 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 the children who goes to school at that time, they use one language, the Swati language. So the children had to go to the English school where they would learn English. Right. And so he he let the children go to those schools and paid everything. Right. And so I saved the Lord there. And uh, he allowed me also to go to the same college where my husband was to huh? go because I did have the desire. We agreed before that when he finished, I would go also to the college. Huh. So he asked me, what I would love to do, and I opened my heart to, to say I would love to, to go to the college. So he allowed me to go to the College of Theology there, where I spended my time learning biblical uh, yeah. studies. For three years, I was going back and forth and, and also do the ministry. I became the supervisor of the children's homes at one lighthouse. So we had about 47 children, orphans. Wow. And I was also mentoring the mothers, preparing them and place them in the children's homes. Wow. And also I was also helping mentoring some students, the uh, young adults who were coming to learn in that ministry. I was also doing mentoring. So you have, long, you have a long, rich history of uh, serving the Lord, sounds like. Yes, I had. I enjoyed, I opened my heart to the will of the Lord, and he, I really saw the hand of God. I saw transformation took place in the lives of the young people, yeah. which blessed my heart. And I served there for seven years. And when we were going into eight, I felt the Lord was leading me to go back home. And I went to my <clears throat> to my spiritual father with Pastor Kevin. And he was such a blessing. I can't tell you how I feel about that, that life. But if I run to him, he will prepare a safe place for me to hear how, how I would, you know, share my heart to him. So and always, have, I'm sorry. and all, and always supported me. So when I shared that, I would love to go back home because I was feeling the sense in my heart. 
it's time now to move. It's time now to move. And I was just like, I can't move without seeking the Lord, without praying. And, and I went to share with him. And, and he, he said, Joy, I'll support you everywhere you go. Wow. I will support you. So tell me what is your vision? And I laid down everything before him. And it was like, let's begin to pray, not knowing God was bringing Kevin. Hey, my God, Kevin came. Another, another Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> you got something going on with Kevin's here, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so not knowing he was raising up a man of God <laughs> who loved God so much. Well, how, did you, how did you two meet? <laughs> you know, I... I to keep the short and sweet version, because I'd like to get a testimony in there. <laughs> I met Joy the very last night that I was in Swaziland. So I had already been in Africa for a month. And when I say we went hard, we went hard. The pastor that I was with, he wanted to stay with another friend of his that night before we went back to California. And so I said to the pastor that was hosting us um hey please just take me back to the cabins he said oh no 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 i need your help we need to go pick up some things from this woman uh joy was actually in charge of all the uh all the children's homes and all the supplies and everything so she was saving some stuff for this pastor's wife and for the children so the, the, the pastor that was hosting us also has his own orphanage. And um, so we went and I met Joy. He introduced us. We were there for no more than five minutes. That's speaking stuff. That's and we walked out of the house and we got back in the car. And this pastor looks at me and he goes, you know, Pastor Kevin, I must tell you, just like this. He goes, I must tell you, that woman inside that house there, her name is Joy. She's a very powerful woman of God. <laughs> and I, I kind of laughed and I was like, yeah, so? <laughs> and I said, just take me back. Well, we went back and we were actually invited, my friend and I, to come back the next morning to their farm and lead their daily devotions. So I was actually doing worship. My friend was gonna share a message. I'm standing there doing worship and we, there was probably 50 people there. Well, Joy walked in and she walked in late and I watched her walk across the room and I'm standing there doing worship and my eyes go back to her again. And I turned my eyes again and I was like, Lord, I've prayed for Dove's eyes. I, I, my eyes are fixed on you. And my eyes go back to her again. And I turn again and said, Lord, I'm supposed to be leading people into the presence of God. I'm supposed to be worshiping. Why am I looking over there? And it, and it stopped. Well, I talked to her for about five minutes afterwards. And it was just, you know, what do you do here on the farm? How are you? How many kids do you take care of? You know, she said, I'm in charge of all the kids. Well, I walked away and we went back to our cabins. We 
we're picking up all our stuff to throw it in the car and go to go to the airport. And I hear this, Kevin, <laughs> yes, Lord, I want you to go back and talk to that woman, Joy. I went, I, this really naive side, I went, why, Lord? And he, and this is what I felt. <laughs> My heart being carved up. <laughs> and he was reeling you in, man. <laughs> well, I caught I called the pastor. I said, Pastor, you have to bring me over to talk to that woman, Joy. And this is what I hear on the other line. Oh, 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 Pastor Kevin, I'm so very sorry. That woman, Joy, has gone into town. She'll be gone all day. Uh, she will not be back. You may not, you may not see her <laughs> and hangs up and he's laughing like almost hysterically. Well, we get in the cars and we're driving to the airport and, and he turns around, he goes, pastor Kevin, pastor Bobby, I need to stop in town for just a minute. And we pulled into this dirt parking lot in this little town and Joy was in that in that parking lot, in a car, and he goes, Pastor Kevin, that woman Joy is right over there. You may see her if you like. <laughs> well, very, very short. I have to get you to the airport. Well, I get out of the car, and I run across the parking lot, and Joy gets out of the car with the deer in the headlights look, and looks at me, because I go, Joy, Joy, with your permission, I'd like to get to know you. Can I have your email and your phone number? And she looked at me and she says, oh, that would be fine. And as soon as she said that would be fine, I started crying. Wow. He said something to me to this day. She doesn't even remember, except I've told the story so many times. <laughs> she, she looked at me. She says, oh, my, Pastor Kevin, I believe God is answering your prayers. And I believe he's answering my prayers also. Oh my. <laughs> and she handed me her phone number and email. And I turned around, got in the car and, and went back to California. Well, we literally started a relationship over the phone for the next three months until I found out about Skype. And then we had a Skype relationship basically for six months. There you go. But this is the testimony I want to share. As we were doing this phone conversation for the first three months, the Lord spoke to me and said, Kevin, I want you not to talk to Joy for the next week. No phone calls, no emails, no Facebook, nothing. So I called her up and I said, hey, Joy, the Lord's telling us to, that we need to fast from seeing each other for the next week. That was on a Monday. Well, I get up every morning and I just worship the Lord, take my guitar and sing the word. And it was Wednesday morning, and I literally said these words, Lord, I'm troubled. How can I be with a woman who lives halfway around the world? And from San Diego to Swaziland, if you measure it, it's almost exactly halfway around the world. Right. <clears throat> and the Lord says to me, go to the scripture about Mary. I was like, whoa. And, you know, the angel of the Lord appeared before Mary and said, you are blessed and highly favored. And, and after the whole conversation, she says, may it be done unto me according to thy will, O Lord. Well, that was on a, that was on a Wednesday. 
The following Monday, she calls me up and she says these words, Kevin, I put five Malagany in the phone, which is about 75 cents, which will last for about two minutes. And if you've been overseas, you know, when you're on the phone, when the money runs out, it just clicks off. So I said, well, Joy, I need to tell you that the Lord appeared to me on Wednesday and brought me to this scripture about Mary. And she goes, Kevin, Kevin, stop, stop, stop. Well, it turns out she keeps talking. And she says on Friday, the Lord appeared to her and gave her the exact same thing. She said the exact same words, Lord, I'm troubled. How can I be with anyone like this? Now, I want you to know that the Lord told me to tell her everything. We met, I had long hair and a full beard. And I was telling her I was addicted to this, 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 and this. And the Lord delivered me from this, 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 and this, and this. And so I, the Lord told me to tell her everything. Well, she begins to tell me that on that Friday, the Lord appeared to her and told her to go to the scripture about Mary. But then she tells me that on Sunday morning, and this is like a February, so it's not even Christmas time when you normally preach about this scripture, but the pastor gets up and begins preaching out of the scripture about Mary and says, there's someone in here that's troubled, but I'm here to tell you today that it's the Lord. Hmm. And so she tells me this on Monday, needless to say, that five Malagany that she put in the phone, we talked for the next hour and a half. It was a divine appointment. It was like Jesus was sitting there going, look at our, our kids, Father. I'm putting another quarter in the payphone. <laughs> That's awesome. So how soon after that did you guys get married? How long? So I did. I about six months, I, I said, Lord, if this is really you, I, then I need to go spend some time with her. I went back to Swaziland. I spent the next 30 days there. I knew what was going to happen, so I brought a ring with me. Got it. And so I proposed to her on that trip, right. and I did a fiancé visa, and it was another year and a half before she was uh here in Kansas City. Wow. That was another divine appointment. The Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to move to Kansas City. Right. I was bringing uh, my wife and her daughters here. And so it was, it was, um, it was the Lord. Fantastic. It's a great story, guys. I love hearing how God puts couples together, um, especially when they got the God influence, the, the God timing and the uh, little miracles and things that happen. Um, I want to kind of shift gears to to the ministry, Tower of Strength Ministry, and um, your uh, that's been going on for how long? Since uh, 2018 is when 2017. The Lord asked me a question. I, I'd kind of like to start there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just give me give me concise just how what what the vision was and what. It was, is it, is it all around orphans or is it more, are there ex, expansive beyond that? So the Lord asked me a question and the question was, Kevin, do you trust me? And I said, yes, Lord. And he said, I want you to build homes 
for widows and orphans in Zambia. Wow. I want you to know that it was so profound to me. It was like the audible voice of the Lord that I, I was so in the presence of the Lord. I just felt that I needed to pray about it. I prayed for almost a year before I even told my wife. And so you guys are living in Kansas city at the time we were living in Kansas city. We had actually, we were living in a, uh, a rental and it was probably a year later that I actually bought a house here in Kansas city, beautiful home. But when we moved into that home, uh, it was, it was probably a year after we moved into the home that I rolled over and I said, joy, what do you think of building homes for widows and orphans in Zambia? And she said, Kevin, this is the Lord. Because when we moved into the house, the Lord gave her a dream that we would be building homes for widows and orphans in Zambia. Amazing. That's cool. So now we're that's your we're, background too, Joy, right? Yeah, that she was, was she was, was the uh, eh? say it again. That's what you used to do is work with women and orphans too, right? Oh yes. Yeah. There was a natural fit. Yes. So I I wanted wanted you to hear this part because I asked the Lord, so Lord, am I building an orphanage? And he said, no, I told you what to build. I want you to build homes. And I said, then Lord, you're going to have to give me the language. And he said, I want you to build homes where the children that are rescued can receive the love of a mother and father. Yeah. You can break the orphan spirit and the spirit of poverty and see my love poured into their hearts. Wow. So that's that's what we've been doing. It's it's all about the widows and the orphans. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I love the fact. The, Kevin, I love the fact that you're bringing in the element of the father and the mother. You know, having visited, I was very uh, touched by. Uh, it's Benjamin, right? Benjamin. Yeah. There, what a heart for God! And uh, when I was there, they're just putting the, the roof on it, and you just got the sense this is more than just a place to feed and care for. For this is a place to be family for them to be fathered and mothered. Absolutely. So Benjamin is actually my wife's brother. Oh, great. But the Lord has provided him to me as my Timothy, as my Jonathan. Yeah. I, I got to tell you that, that Benjamin has such a heart. Father, I just lift Benja up to you right now and ask that you continue to pour out for every need that he has, Lord. We give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Yeah. Um, so... Last year, November, we actually started building the homes. So we have the first home uh, with the foundation built, with the walls up, with the roof on. Mm -hmm. I believe you were there when the roof was being being worked on at the time. Well, there, were, there were three or four heads sticking out of one section. Everything else was on, and there was a few guys just finishing the last part. Amen. Yeah. And so, I mean, what a blessing to have you there, Mike, just to see the, the actual work going on. So the foundation for the second house has been poured and is, is ready to go. So the, the walls are getting ready to go up and get the roof on it as well. So I want to get to that place with, with both homes and then dive into all the plumbing and electrical 
windows and doors, the toilets and sinks, everything that it's going to need to, to get those first two homes completed. These, you know, I was impressed with the quality. These are going to be these are going to be nice places, uh, especially for Zambian standards of what you're providing for these kids. The spaciousness of it too. These are pretty good sized homes. It's about a twenty five hundred square foot place, right? Yeah, they're they're close to three thousand square feet, mm -hmm. and the, the Lord. I, I'm, I, I've asked the Lord every step of the way, how do you want me to proceed? And the Lord spoke to me, you know, I've, I've been studying the tabernacle of Moses for years. And there was two men that were called the master craftsmen. Right. So I call it the anointing of the master craft, craftsman with a spirit of excellence. Right. And the Lord told me to build with the spirit of excellence as if I was going to live in that home myself. Would you want to live there? Right. And, you know, I want to provide a place that's with a spirit of excellence that has everything that can be provided. You know, we can have a little library in the home. We could have, you know, our whole goal is to do church, school, and house of prayer. Right. And of course, you have a room set aside for prayer. I remember Benjamin pointing that out. Yep. In a kitchen, and, and uh, I think the idea was to house 12 to 16 kids in each house. 12 to 16 kids in each house with a mother and father. So the, the homes are actually built to where there's two bedrooms that'll share a bathroom. Right. So there'll be two bedrooms, say, full of boys, two bedrooms full of girls. They'll have their own bathrooms. Everything will be separated. But we have so many leaders already raised up we already have the mother and father for the first home we have a pros prospective mother and father for the second home right. and we have other widows that have that we've adopted and are taking care of so um that have that are going to make themselves available you know, so we're going to have some widows that are living there with the kids, helping to ra raise the kids up along with the mom and dad. Excellent. Putting the family together. Exactly. Yes. Now, you're, you've got quite a, you got six or seven acres, if I remember. And there's I, the goal is to put up about six homes total. The, the, we have seven acres. We're looking to put up seven homes. Okay. Uh, the goal with the with the vision that the Lord gave me was to have. Uh, two main buildings. One building will be a multi-purpose building. It will be a church, school, house of prayer. Uh, the other building will be like a commercial kitchen with a nice-sized dining room right. with a few offices and a big laundry room that can be utilized by the whole, whole community. Fantastic. So we want to have seven homes with the farm up in the back, which will help to be, to make the, the whole property, the whole community self-sustaining. Right, right. Chicken. Farming, chickens. We want to raise bees, have honey. So the kids are learning skills and trades too. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. The so whole we, purpose would be to be, you know, putting them through some schooling. Um, right. The goal would be to get each child if they so desire to get them to higher education yes. and to you know create young members young uh members of society that are be productive and be able to 
uh, give something back to the society, you know? That's a great plan. I, I love I love the practicalness combined with the spiritual emphasis. You know, Zambia is a beautiful country. The people are beautiful. It's a Christian nation. Many people may not know that. But yeah. there's also a need for them to develop infrastructure and, and um, you know, entrepreneurship. Some yeah. things I'm looking at, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm excited to help encourage people to support you guys and launch these things. So um, I'd like to share just a, a couple short things. First of all, I, I, I've taken this to prayer every single step of the way. And so one morning I was talking with my wife and I was like, Lord, Joy, I really believe the Lord wants to give us a name. I believe he wants to give it to us today. Let's be in prayer. Let's be like really focused on receiving what the Lord wants to give us. And so I heard this, Kevin. Yes, Lord. I heard this tower of strength. I was like, whoa. I mean, it was goosebumps on demand. And I turned to my wife and I said, Joy, what do you think of tower of strength? And she said, you mean strong tower? And I said, no, tower of strength. And if you look it up, Proverbs 18.10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and are safe. But my favorite version is the New Living Translation. It says, a tower of strength is the name of Jehovah. The righteous run in and are safe. Love it. I honestly believe that God put his name on this ministry. And his name will be glorified. Well, you know, it says in James, uh, taking care of widows and orphans is good religion. Amen. I'm convinced that every brother, every Christian should, if if not taking orphans, are, are sponsoring and helping in some way. I just think it's, <clears throat> we need to be the social net, you know, not the government. I mean, I appreciate government's helping, but it's, if the church doesn't rise up and do this, and, uh, with that motivation of love that's so obvious with both of you, then, uh, you know, that that's our role. It's just to step in to be the moms and dads to this next generation. Yeah. Joy, is there anything else you want to add just to your heart for, for Tower Strength Ministries, what you see? Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's really um, a privilege and a blessing to be part of what God is doing. Uh, it's really a blessing to be in the place where we have opened our hearts and uh, say yes to partner with God. Because yeah. God loves the orphans and the widows. They are close to his heart. And so it's really a blessing. And uh, my heart is to see those lives, you know, transformed into the beauty of who God is. Yeah. That's my heart because um, the last time we went when we bought the land and saw the children, so many of them that does not have the fathers, the mothers, and and not even going to school, like seven years old, eight years old, and my heart was just really melting and. Uh, I just looked to him. I said, Lord, your will be done. And then we came back. So 
it's, uh, it's just overwhelming and my heart is to see those lives come to the place of knowing that God is a loving father as he provide, you know, yeah. uh, the fathers and the mothers here on earth for them. Well, I think it's fascinating that you actually experienced that yourself. As you became a widow, you saw the hand of God and you understand how important that is. And now you you and Kevin get to step into that place as a mom and father and yeah. mother and father and help the next generation. So it's amazing. Tell you what, yeah. as we're closing, just to tell us how people can get a hold of you, the website. And I just want to encourage people that uh, I, I've been there. I've seen this place. It's the real deal. And I met Benjamin, uh, Joy's brother, and he's the real deal, real sweet brother. Um, it just filled, my, blessed my heart. I, you know, I made a special trip. I was in Lusaka with a friend of mine, Pastor Jericho Squalala. In fact, I'm going to be out there in May um, for a conference and uh, some meetings. I'll be up in Lusaka again, and I plan to, you know, hopefully we take a, a group out there to see it and see the progress. But it's the real deal, people. It's it's a uh, it's going up. It's being done, and uh, your your investment helping this group would be appreciated, but also a good investment. So, Kevin, just tell people how they can get a hold of you guys. Well, we have a website, www.towerofstrengthministries.com. Uh, you can go and visit us on the website. We also have a Facebook page. We also have uh, a YouTube channel. You can just put in Tower of Strength Ministries yep. on both platforms. It should bring us up. Uh, on the Tower of Strength YouTube channel, there's a number of videos. I think there might even be one of Mike up there. <laughs> Maybe I slipped one in there. <laughs> so uh, you can go to the website. On, on the website, there's obviously places where you can uh, click to donate. Uh, you could also go to Zelle if you wanted to. You can go to Zelle to our phone number which is 619-956-6313. That's an easy way to give. Yep. A lot of people like that that platform, the Zell platform. Um, and that's it. Fantastic. Well, it's a great story, guys. And um, your website's great. There's a lot of good information there. People can get to know you guys, what you're about, catch the vision, see pictures of what's happening there. And who knows, maybe some people will come with me to Zambia next year and we'll go visit again. Thanks yeah. for thanks for sharing, guys. Good to talk with you. God bless you. Hey, Mike. Yes. Let me pray. Yeah, good idea. Father, we thank you for bringing us together today. Yes. We, we thank you for those uh, such as Mike that have planted a seed. Lord, the seed is being sown into good ground. And Lord, it's producing fruit. And our heart is that it's the fruit that remains. Yes. So Father, we ask, Lord, that you just continue to allow us to have seed for the sower, bread for the eater. Lord, we ask you to make us a, a, a pipe, the anointing of a pipe, that everything you pour into us would pour right back into uh, Tower Strength Ministries on the ground in Zambia. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be vessels for your honor, for yes. your will, and for your pleasure. Yes. Father, we ask a blessing over, over Permission Ministries, yes. over Third Day Church. Yes. 
all those that have been part of the history that, that we've uh, created here, Lord, yes. up to this point in time. Father, we ask a blessing upon Gary. Lord, we just continue to ask you to bless him and Jane. Lord, as we give you all the glory and honor, would you continue to give us, uh, give us strength, Lord, for the king rejoices in your strength. How great is his joy in the victories that you bring. Victory after victory after victory. Answered prayer after answered prayer after answered prayer. Lord, as we plead the cause of the widow and orphan, would you allow us to see evidence of our prayers being answered? We give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen.